From regular expenses to occasional splurges, there's a lot to buy. Why not get cash back every time you spend? With the PenFed Power Cash Rewards Card, you get cash back on every purchase. That's everywhere, every time you use it. You can even earn a $100 statement credit when you spend $1,500 in the first 90 days. Visit PenFed.org slash PowerCash to apply. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. <clears throat> All right, everybody, welcome back to Aaron Joe, the podcast for blind people, where we talk about issues in the blindness community. We want to give a, a really warm welcome today to a new guest named Melvin. Melvin, you were telling me a couple you want to talk about traveling as a blind person and working as a travel agent. Uh, Aaron, go right ahead. How are you? Sure, sure. Thank you so much. Uh, yeah, my name is Melvin. Uh, Hello. I live, South, I live in Southwest Michigan. Um, and I okay. currently Hello. Work... Yes. Can you hear me? Okay, try to start over. The connection broke up there. Try, please start okay. over. Sure, sure. Uh, my name is Melvin. I live in Southwest Michigan. Um, I do work as a travel agent, and I have worked uh, traveled extensively throughout the U.S., uh, as well as the Caribbean. Um, love traveling. I have traveled to 36 states so far. Most of those have been with a guide dog at one point or another. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, the only state that I've been to that, uh, after I got a guide dog that I didn't take him to was Hawaii. Um, but other than that, pretty much all the other states I've been to with a dog. Um I've been on four cruises so far, have one more planned for next year. Uh, I've been to Alaska, the Southern Caribbean twice, and the Western Caribbean. And next year, I am doing 10 days uh, partial transit of the Panama Canal. Um, so I, I enjoy cru cruising a lot. Um, and uh, I have, you know, quite a bit of experience traveling, like I said. Um, I've come up with some tips. Um, as far as traveling as, as a visually impaired person, I do travel with a sighted partner. Um, and so that, that does help. Um, but I've often found that uh, allowing extra time, you know, getting through the airport, that kind of stuff helps. Um, TSA is pretty good about, you know, doing pat downs, that kind of thing, um, if you need them, especially for the dog. Um, but, uh, you know, traveling, staying in a group, don't don't roam off by yourself when you travel, that kind of thing. Don't don't wear a lot of jewelry. Um, just basic tips to keep yourself safe um, when you're in a group. Um, as far as traveling with uh, like on a cruise, um, I have done them with just the two of us. But I've also gone with group uh, with a group of uh, visually impaired people. Um, and, uh, I enjoy both ways. Um, the, the cruise lines are very, uh, accommodating when it comes to setting up a relief area for your dog. Um, they will, if you let them know ahead of time, they will even print out braille menus for you, uh, which is nice. Um, and all the staff, all the crew are very accommodating once they, you know, once they figure, find out that you are blind or visually impaired. Um, they're very, very accommodating about, um, you know, when you get to the dining room table uh, at night for dinner, they, they'll tell you, okay, you know, your, um, your water's right above your fork or, um, you know, they'll, they're very good about explaining where things are on the plate or the table, um, that kind of thing. So that, that's very helpful. Um, but, um, I like I said I have done groups and I've done individual cruises, um, and I really enjoy them. But... Excellent, that's really good, Melvin. Melvin, at the beginning of the show today, the recording uh, was the the connection was so bad. I think we lost a couple of your sentences. So at the beginning, we our viewers are going to be a little confused. You said okay. something about Michigan, 
and then you said something about the Caribbean, and then we and then it got oh, okay. into it again. So okay. just um, if you would I only live... say maybe one or two one or two sentences to encapsulate sure. the beginning that we lost. Sure. sure. Um, I live in Southwest Michigan, um, and I've done four cruises: one to Alaska, and two to the Southern Caribbean, and one to the Western Caribbean. So that's where Michigan and, Car- and the Caribbean came in was was that. Well, that's that's excellent. Yeah, I've been to the Caribbean too. It's a really fascinating uh, and diverse part of the world. I I went to Saint Lucia uh, to do okay. some volunteer work years ago. Um, so I have been to England. I've been to France three times because my second language is French. I've been to Germany. I've been to Poland. I've been to Austria. I've been to Amsterdam. Uh, by the way. Spoiler alert, Amsterdam is a wonderful city to travel to. Uh, Amsterdam and the Czech Republic, along with a couple other places along the way. Yeah. So I think, um, so I think our, our listeners would also like to learn more about if you want to tell us more about how you, um, got this job as a travel agent. I think you said it. So tell us more about working as a travel agent and what they do. Um, I started working as a travel agent, uh, last last month, actually, in February. Um, I actually received my travel agent certification back in 1999 from uh, Youngstown State University in Ohio um, in conjunction with Pan Am Travel. And um, worked a little bit in the industry um, before I lost my sight. And then after I lost my sight, I really didn't do anything. And then... um, like I said, this past February, I just started working for a company called Cruise Brothers. Uh, they have a, an office in Rhode Island and one in Florida. And um, I work from home, find my own clients, um, and basically, I do all the reservations online. Um, most of them are fairly accessible. There are a couple that you kind of have to play, a couple of the sites that you kind of have to play around with to get them to um, to speak correctly with voiceover because uh, I do use a Mac, but for the most part they're they're pretty well accessible. Um, as a travel agent, I don't get paid unless you book with me. Um, I, I I only get paid by commission, um, and working with Cruise Brothers. Whatever they make in commission from the cruise lines, the hotels, that kind of thing, I get 50% of that. So um, it's it's nice work. Um, there are some perks to being a travel agent, um, reduced prices on some travel. Um, there's a lot of education that goes into it. I just finished up uh, the Princess Academy for Princess Cruises and graduated uh, as a Commodore in their Princess Academy. Um, which entitles me to take extra courses. I get a little extra benefit when I cruise with Princess. And um, I have one more class to finish up before I become a an Alaskan expert with Princess. And there's other, um, other ones of the suppliers that also offer um, extra training, such as... Um, National Geographic has G-Adventures, and you can become a journey specialist through them. Um, a lot of the vendors have have um, different courses that you can take. But really, there's no special training that's needed to be a travel agent. You really don't have to have the uh, travel agent certification. Um, there's no state or federal requirement that travel agents be certified. So basically, anyone can be a travel agent. Um, you just have to work for an agency. You can't just say that you are going to be a travel agent and suddenly you're a travel agent. You actually have to work for a travel agency. Um, and once you reach a certain amount of commission, then you get what is called your CLIA number, which is Cruise Line International Association number. And then that entitles you to be able to open your own travel agency if you want. Um, but but you do have to work for a company usually at the beginning. Right. Well, that's that sounds that's that's great. This sounds like that would be a, a really good job for a lot of for maybe a lot of blind people um, who maybe want to work from home 
are good on their Mac or able to and have an interest in uh, helping people. That sounds sounds really interesting. Yeah. Yes, it, it it would be a good job for people for that want to work from home. You do have to know a little bit about the travel industry, though. Um, I mean, you just can't stay at home and never have traveled um, because people will ask you questions about, well, what are the cruise ships like? What is this? You know, what is what is this like? What is that like? Um, and you kind of have to know a little bit, um, have a little bit of knowledge. Um, otherwise, you know, clients aren't going to return. Right, right. And um, how are you interacting with most of these clients? Is it just simply, you know, through email, through uh, video, uh, you know, audio calls similar to this one, um, you know, th- things like that? Yeah. How, how do you connect with your with your clients and customers usually? Yeah, either either phone or email. Um, I have done phone. I've done email. Um, I've done some messenger on Facebook, um, but most mainly through uh, phone or email. Um, That's how I how I get most of my contacts for my for my clients. Excellent. And you know, back in 1999, why did you uh, study um, to be a travel agent in the first place? I had graduated in '97 from Youngstown State with a bachelor's in geography. And so I thought that travel agent would be a good tie-in to my bachelor's degree. Um, and I've always, like I said, I've always been interested in travel um, ever since I can remember. You know, even as a young child, my family would go on vacations and stuff, and I really enjoyed it. So I thought, you know, what better way to to travel than to work in the travel industry and and tie the two together? So that's why I actually started um and took the courses. Good, good. And so what, what courses, you know, what did you need to learn? You know, what courses did they, did you need to take to become a, to become the agent? Um, the, there were different courses. Uh, the first four weeks were, um, all book work. Um, you know, we watched some videos, that kind of thing. Um, there was learning airport codes, car rental codes, um, that's, sort of stuff. Um, and then we actually went into Pan Am Travel and we learned the computer side of it. Uh, we learned how to use the global distribution systems, GDSs, um, to book cruises and flights, that sort of thing. Um, we learned about uh, travel insurance, um, what some of the different regulations were as far as uh, cruise lines and airlines and that sort of thing. Um, you know, like you have to be so old to rent a car, or you have to be so old before you can, uh, you know, purchase a cabin on a cruise ship. That that sort of thing. You had to learn some of the regulations. So there there was a lot to it, but it was it was fairly simple. I mean, it wasn't anything super super complicated. Right. Yeah. Uh, so. Um, you know, I, I do a lot of traveling, and one of the organizations I travel with uh, require, does require travel insurance. I'm, I, mm-hmm. I've never under, I've never understood that. Maybe you can tell me, and if not, you can tell our listeners. Can you tell us a little bit more about travel insurance? That always that that always puzzles me. What what is it, and really, what's the real purpose of it? Because I don't see much of a purpose of it. <laughs> to, well, to be the quite frank. the real the real purpose for travel insurance is. And there's there's different levels of travel insurance, and I really since I since I'm not an insurance agent, I really can't give you the details of what each thing covers. But basically, travel insurance would cover if you have to cancel, um, and then you would get back at least part, if not all, of the money that you have paid towards your trip, so you don't lose the money that you've paid for your trip. Um, There's different things that cover, like if there's a breakdown on the plane and you miss a connection or um, if your vacation's interrupted for some reason and you have to come home, some of the policies will cover uh, trip trip interruption and they will cover the amount of days they'll pay you back for the amount of days that you've missed on your trip. 
Um, so there's, there's different things that each policy covers, uh, but it's basically to protect your investment. Um, if anything would happen um, now with like the, uh, the Corona pandemic, um, yeah. not all insurance companies will cover that because it is a pandemic and in that fine print and a lot of them, there's certain things that they won't cover. And usually an epidemic or a pandemic is one of those things that it doesn't cover. So there are, there are instances where it won't really, cover. Really, and that's really excellent, outstanding. Our, our viewers are really going to – this is the type of information that blind people really want to learn more about and really have a hard time accessing. Mm-hmm. So thank you, Melvin. You know, I'll tell you an, an interesting thing. You probably know the reason reasoning behind this already. There was – um a uh in my community or something some oh, some one of my friends on facebook or not not even a friend but i saw a post so somewhere in the, along the way i saw a post about someone was living in one of the southern states and their home was destroyed by a hurricane and the insurance company and they called their insurance company and said oh can you help us with you know we with the damage and they said the insurance company said no now Listeners, you probably don't know why. Listeners, Melvin, do you know why the insurance company said no? We will not uh, cover for hurricane damage. Well, there's a poss- there's a couple of possibilities. One is it was an act of God. That was and, exactly it. Yes. Yeah, I was gonna say and either found- that or they didn't have the hurricane hurricane coverage in place. Yeah. Well, no, they had the coverage, but because it's it's very ironic because it's an act because they're a, an insurance mm-hmm. company is able to use the, those legal words. That was mm-hmm. an act of God. They are not required to cover acts of God. I, I guess mm-hmm. I don't know. It's 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 just it's just interesting. I mean, then you could argue, and of course, we we never talk about religion on on Aaron's show, but mm-hmm. you could argue, mm-hmm. well, you know, if it's windy, well, isn't that an act of God? If it's raining, right, well, right, isn't that? Right. So I, I think there's legally speaking, I think there's more to it than the fact that they use the words. It's an act of God. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what it, because you could argue anyone, whether right. you believe in God or not, anybody could say that anything is an act of God. Right. If it was to only get them out of not paying some, someone else's money, you know, mm-hmm. if you can get mm-hmm. out of giving someone money, you can say, well, it's an act of God, you know? Right. So right. I, I, found, I found that to be very ironic and very, very interesting. Um, yeah, but so, um, and, um, well, that's, that's really interesting. So can you talk more in depth about your experiences that you've been having or had with your, um, with your guide dog when you travel? By the way, listeners, um, I, I have a guide dog or had a guide dog. She's still alive. She's very, very, very old now. She's 13 and she's retired, but I loved traveling with my guide dog. Where did you get your guide dog? Um, uh, mm-hmm. I got my Dog at Pilot Dogs in Columbus, Ohio. Wonderful. Uh, all all three of my dogs have been from Pilot. Um, I'm waiting on another one. I'm um, I just retired my last dog uh, the week before Thanksgiving uh, mm. last year. Uh, yeah. Um, with the dog have been all definitely positive. Um, I've I've not really had any negative incidents traveling with, with my dog. Um, of course, both my first two dogs were both standard poodle. Um, and my last one was a black and tan Doberman. Um, so of course I get the questions. Well, I didn't know they used Dobermans or I didn't know they used poodles. Uh, I get that a lot when I travel. Um, but, uh, like I said, on, on the cruise lines, they're they're very accommodating as far as setting up the relief areas for the dogs. Um, it's a little more work when you travel on a cruise with the dogs because there's each island or each country that you go to has their own requirements for getting your dog off that ship and into the country. Um, some of them require tighter tests, some don't. Some require mm-hmm. that your dog have the one-year rabies vaccine. Others say, okay, the three years is good. Um, you know, some some require that you um, have certain uh, parasite tests before your dog can get past to come in. So each one has its own own restrictions, and the best way to figure that out is to go to the USDA website. 
and they have a listing of all the countries and what, what paperwork is required um, for your dogs to be able to get off the ships. Um, I have had a couple of times that I have left my dog on the ship uh, just because the paperwork was so extensive and I just left left them in the room and, and gone off the ship and gone on my shore excursion and then come back and you know they, they've been fine with that. Um, but yeah, it's, it is, um, it's a lot more freeing to travel with a guide dog than to travel without one, I think. Um, I can navigate the ship a little better. You know, I can navigate hotels and stuff like that a little better than if I'm even using a sighted guide, I can travel better with a dog. So, um, and, uh, last. Not this past January, but last January of 2019, um, because I was with a guide dog on the cruise ship, the captain fell in love with her, and uh, oh. she actually got us a free. She actually got us a free uh, tour of the bridge, so we got to go up and see how they steer the ship and how they mm-hmm. navigate and all that kind of stuff. Um, normally, that's like a hundred and fifty, two hundred dollar tour, and we got to go for free. So, um, all because I had the dog with me. Well, that helps. There are definite, definite interesting experiences can happen uh, along the way like that. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I remember taking my guide dog. My dog is from Guiding Eyes for the Blind, Yorktown Heights, New York. And I remember taking her all over the world. And, uh, you know, there were a couple countries where it was incredibly difficult to get her into the country. Mm-hmm. Um, the Caribbean country that I went to is incredibly difficult. Um, and mm-hmm. in general, guys, you know, listeners, in general, islands are just very, very, very sensitive about pets and animals in general, uh, mm-hmm. because they're paranoid, uh, of things having any type of disease or, which, you know, I, I don't fully understand that myself, you know, um, because if an animal has rabies, why would a person be bringing their disease? I, I don't know. Why would the person, you, do you understand my question, Melvin? Why would, I mean, I do. Maybe, maybe, yeah, maybe I, you can understand, maybe you can explain it to the listener better, but why, I'm just wondering why would somebody with a, let's say they have a dog that has an infection. Why would you go to someone else's country and then start walking around another country with an infected animal? That's what I would want. To well, know. it could, it could be that sometimes it's an infection that you don't know your dog has. Sure, possible. And isn't picked up, you know, and it isn't picked up unless it's taken to a vet. Um, so that's a possibility. Um, it could be an internal parasite that you don't know that it has, that that particular island does not have. And then when your dog um, is there, that that parasite is released, you know, when they when they relieve themselves, and then mm. all of a sudden their animals are starting to pick it up. So there are there are reasons for their restrictions. Um, and there, there are some, some of the islands that, um, are, you know, they're completely rabies free. They, they have no incidence of rabies at all. Um, so they want to keep it that way. So they want to make sure that the, the, the dogs and pets and animals and stuff that are coming onto the island are vaccinated against rabies. So, Yeah. Yeah, I, 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 you're right. That's what it is. I just think, yes. And, and at the same time, I also think that we as blind people should, and I I know you are always responsible. I'm making a generalization. Mm -hmm. I think we as blind, as the blind community should be responsible for our guide dog. And we should, we should have a pretty good idea that they're healthy enough to do traveling. You know, I, I just think in this day and age with the technology and the different tests that can be done and the different ways of record keeping, I, I, I think that there's got to be a way to create a system where mm-hmm. when a guide dog team approaches a country or location, you just, you know, you scan your passport, Melvin. Oh, okay, says the, says the customs officer. Let me just scan your dog's um, avid microchip. Oh, okay. That dog's good. They're, they're on our database yeah. is healthy. I, 
to to the world, I'm saying this to to the world. Do not tell me in the comments that there is not a way to set up a database that has records of all the healthy animals. There is. I'm sure there is. Um, so that I guess I would want to learn more about that. I guess why there are not more databases geared towards that. What what, mm-hmm. what do you think about that idea? I, I I think it would be a good idea if something like that were were created. Um, it would make it easier to travel with a guide dog if there were if there were something to be something like that. Um, it would make it easier to take your dog on cruises or even um, to fly to another country. I think it would make it so much easier. Um, yeah. And I I would I wouldn't even mind paying a little extra to have something like that done. You know what I mean? Um, I wouldn't mind that at all. No. Um, as a, you know, even though my dog's retired now, I certainly understand the issues that guide dog handlers have. And I completely understand why that would be a, a really good idea. I, I, I just think it should be in our country. I think it should be something that our Department of Agri- Agriculture uh, should have some sort of a division or something like that where they develop a a platform for, for, for that type of thing. And then that platform is then shared with all the other ministries of agriculture around the world. I don't know. There's mm-hmm. got to be there's got to be a way to solve that. That is a problem that we should solve. But then again, in today's troubling times with coronavirus, you would say, well, we've been basically living in modern times for 2000 years. You think we'd be able to figure out viruses by now. So, you know, these mm-hmm. problems, these problems, we still have problems as people. So I, right. I find right. that to be I find that to be really, really interesting. Another thing. Um, you mentioned earlier that you have traveled with some organizations of other with other blind people. Um, yes. Who, who, who have you traveled with? Um, there's a gentleman out of Illinois. His name is Dave Cronk, and he uh, he does cruises like usually twice a year um, for blind and visually impaired folks. Um, and he's gone different places. He's gone to Alaska. He's done the Mexican Riviera. He's doing the one that I'm going on next uh, next year to Panama. Um, he's done the Southern Caribbean. He's done the Mediterranean. Uh, last year, he just did a um, a land tour of Ireland. Mm. Um, so he there's usually uh, about thirty some people that go with him. On most of his cruises now um, this this is this this sounds this sounds like a person that i i would be in i i i i may want to learn more about this person um so are are they blind themselves no he he is actually sighted oh great um yes um and he it's my understanding that um he is at, or used to be, I don't know if he still goes to the ACB conventions or not, but he used to be at ACB conventions a lot. Okay. Um, and he kind of, in cooperation with the ACB, um, said, okay, I'll do so many cruises a year um, for blind and visually impaired folks. Um, so that's that's how he got his start, um, going the cruises for us. Um and um but no he he is sighted and he does mm. have sighted assistants that go with him um so anyone who needs sighted assistance he does have sighted sighted people to help um if they need it okay all right yeah. well that's really really outstanding and um are does he do any work um with sailing cruises as in a ship with you know modern modern sails not just a motor ship not that i know of not that i know that is no that is fine. That's still really good. And what what can you tell me about his um, excursions that he arranges or that he he plans? Um, basically, he leaves it up to each individual to pick their own short excursions when they're on cruises. Um, hmm. And um, you just pick the short excursions you want, and then he makes sure that he has, you know, if you need the help, he makes sure that there's someone to go with you. But um, he he lets it pretty much up to you to arrange your own shore excursions through the through the cruise line. Um, he does send out recommendations 
for each port that he thinks are the best of the shore excursions. Um, so, for example, there may be a walking tour that he mm. may do. We did like we did a walking tour of uh, Martinique. Uh, it was a oh. walking tour of Martinique, and that one was that one was really good. Um, so that was one of his suggestions that we do, and that that's one that we picked. Um, but for the most part, you pick your own. And then, uh, like I said, he makes sure that you have the help if you need it. Hmm. Well, that's that's really good. Really, really, really excellent. Yeah. Yeah, I've traveled with an organization called Travelize. I'm sure you've oh, heard yes. of them. Yes, I've heard of them, yes. Yeah. Um, have you ever considered a holiday with Travelize? I have. I've thought about it. I've never really – I've done some, some looking in or gone through with it, though, but I, I have looked into them. Well, I will tell you that it is certainly um, 100% worth it. Um, cool. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Very cool. Yeah. I've been yeah. to – I actually went to Swaziland with them. Oh, nice. I've been to mm – Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've been to Swaziland with them, uh, Amsterdam. We just, my brother and I just completed a couple months ago, we just did a holiday cruise with Travelize down the River Rhine in Germany. Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm -hmm. So that was, that was a really interesting experience. Um, of course, one of the days we went to Strasbourg and I speak French. So that was really mm -hmm. good for me. That was really nice. Um, and Strasbourg was definitely the most exciting, was the highlight for me of it. But the German villages we, we went to were very, very interesting and very quaint and very beautiful little places. Mm-hmm. Cool. Very yes. cool. Yeah. So, yeah. although it, um, you know, I would, I would certainly, you know, it sounds like I'm, I'm sure you have a lot of great trips planned and I hope that you will at some point maybe do a short holiday with Travelize and check them out. They're de it's definitely, definitely legit and definitely worth it. Um, oh, cool. It's, the fun is, the fun is though, you do, you do have to make your way to Heathrow though, to get onto most of the oh, trips. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. it's a British, you know, it is a company that is geared towards British people. So it's a company that right. really only leaves uh, from Heathrow um, mm -hmm. and a couple other airports around the UK, but it's heavily, most of the people are British. Mm. Right, right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, I, I've looked into them. I've I've not gone really any further than you know, just doing some basic investigations of them and, and looking into some of the things that they've offered. And uh, they do sound very interesting. So yeah, yeah. And I mean, basically, there there's a trip for everyone there. I mean, it's basically most of it is either it's some exotic place. Or it's like a big city place. Those are basically the two, mm, the two, yeah. two things. But, um, I, I might want to learn, to learn a lot more about that, that guy you mentioned, David, Dave, that guy you mentioned. Okay. Um, because yeah. I'm someone who, I'm someone who loves, uh, traveling by ship. I'm fascinated by the way that we can, you know, perceive the world through, through traveling to places simply on the water. It's a completely different way of traveling. So I, I would love it more is. information. Um, about his organization. Uh, if, okay. So this guy, though, that you mentioned a minute ago, though, is like, is he a travel agent? I mean, how did he kind of establish he is. himself? He is, he, is a he is a travel agent, yes. Um, he, he works for a company called Travel One. Oh, um, okay. Okay. So, yeah. the, so yeah. n not that I was ever doubting it, but you're saying that this guy is already like his job is a travel agent, and over Correct. the years he has – um, yes. cultivated, I guess, a, a clientele of blind people and he got good at yes. organizing that type of thing. Yeah, I, I would, yeah. I would really appreciate more information about him as someone who's sure. a world traveler. You know, you, you have to travel with a lot of companies over your life. So I would, yeah, that's, yeah, please, please send me more info on that. I will. Um, I will. and, uh, that's, that's really, I've, I've never been to Alaska too. I've, Alaska seems incredibly beautiful, uh, especially in it the summer, is. but really anytime. Mm -hmm. Alaska, Alaska is phenomenal. Um, when we sailed, we did seven days, uh, inside passage round trip out of Seattle. Mm. Um, our ports of call were Ketchikan, Juneau, Skagway, and Victoria, British Columbia. 
Oh, cool. Um, and there, there, there's short excursions, of course, in each place you can do. Um, and um, my favorite one, though, was in Ketchikan. We went to the uh, Saxman Native Village in Totem Bight State Park. Um, and we got to see um, Native Alaskans dancing and singing. And then we left there and walked out back to a, a park that had a bunch of uh, totem poles in it. Mm. And we were told the meeting of the totem poles and what the different figures meant. And then we got to walk across and see them actually carving uh, one of the totem poles. And we learned how the paints were made um, back originally and what each color meant and um, that sort of thing. So it was it was very, very interesting. I, I really enjoyed that short excursion a lot. And those are those are the excursions that I love, where you go into a small community, a very nondescript small place with something really unusual that you never you say to yourself, you know, I wasn't really interested in that before I came or I wasn't really knowledgeable mm-hmm. about it before I was there. But now that I'm here, I'm really glad that you showed me that, I would say, because yeah. that sounds yeah. like a really cool experience to learn from the local people. And oftentimes it's it's kind of true or it seems to be true that the local communities um, in these uh, resu- in these tourist locations are very receptive to tourists as yeah. a whole. And I've noticed that they are always very, almost always very understanding of blind people too. They seem very mm-hmm. willing to accommodate and they seem very used to that. Um, probably because the truth is they probably are used to it. But I think that when you live in an unusual place, I think you have a lot of pride as a person. I think that helps you I think that makes you feel, you know, you're you're a stronger person because of your background, and they have pride in that. So I noticed that in Germany, um, you know, the German people are are very are very proud of their of their culture today, and the these small intricate communities that many of them live in these, you know, these small towns uh, right. where you know you would never go if you were you weren't on a cruise ship. You know, little mm-hmm. villages mm-hmm. where really no one speaks English very well. Um, well, I know I take that back. They they probably do speak English and some French maybe, but that that one in particular um, sounds good. But really, a- any unusual uh, place like that that illustrates cultures is always always going always going to be good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And does so then does this does this Dave guy have like uh uh you know packages where you can. Where he like arranges the flight, or do you arrange your own transportation? Uh, he can do that for you if you want. Mm. Yeah, that, he he leaves that up to you if you if you want to arrange your own flight, or he can do that for you, whichever. And he usually does have a hotel um, if you fly in the day before. So yeah. Right. Right. Well, I see. Well, that's that's really really nice. Um, and. So when you are not working as a travel agent, what are some of your, you know, hobbies and other activities you really enjoy? Um, I love to read. Mm, uh, me too. Books like I listen to books like crazy. Um, mysteries, historical fictions, uh, autobiographies, mm-hmm. uh, all that kind of stuff. Um, I do yoga several days a week, uh-huh. um, and I like to just. Set, or, set around outside when it's nice and warm. It, it's a little too cold to do that now here in Michigan, but um, in the summer I like to be outside. Um, you know, I like to I like to walk a lot. I do I do like to walk a lot. So um, those are those are some of my bake and cook. I love to bake and cook. A big mm. baker. Um, oh, that's that's good. That's good. And and what is your fa- what is your favorite meal to prepare? Or your favorite thing to bake? Uh, favorite thing to bake? Hmm. I would have to say it's uh, a cheesecake that I make. Um, Love cheesecake. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's got white chocolate in it, so that makes it even better. Um, <laughs> it's, it's a very good cheesecake. Yeah, I um, agree. Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, cheesecake goes great with so many things. It does. Um, yes. Even you know, even you'd be surprised. Even it goes really good with um, with some wines and 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 liqueurs too. Yes. If you have like a dessert yes. wine and cheesecake. I mean, you know, ninety nine percent of the time I'm you know coffee and cheesecake. But once a year, you know, especially in the summer, a glass of like dessert wine and cheesecake that is mm-hmm. like really good. Mm-hmm. Man, 
Because it yeah. basically it goes it does go together though because it's the alcohol and then the sugar and then the salt right. and the right and then the extra chemicals that aren't really good for us and then you put it all together and then it's delicious. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> Yeah, what was the most um in your travels? Uh, what was the most unusual food that you encountered while traveling? Uh, most unusual food. Hmm. <laughs> um, kimchi. Mm, love kimchi. Unusual. Um, love it. Food that I've had. Um, that was on one of the ships. Um, I actually had um. They were vegetable rolls, and they were served with wasabi mm-hmm. and kimchi. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, that was – I think that's the most unusual. I have I have had fried escargot. That's a little different. Usually you get it in, in butter. Um, oh, come on, man. You can't just fry it. I'm used to it. The fr- like French people, yeah, you put it in butter and uh, well, garlic, garlic sauce. Yeah. This, this fried escargot was really kind of cool. It was chopped up. And then it was mixed with garlic butter, and they were rolled in little balls, and then they were breaded and deep fried. So when you bit into them, that <laughs> shell of that breading broke open, and the butter, the garlic butter, oh, yeah, they were so good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, that sounds really – that sounds like some serious comfort food there. That sounds really, it, really, it was, really It was. It was very, it was very, very good. Um, that was at the uh, Bistro Sur La Mer on the uh, Sky Princess this past January. Um, I see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. They gave they gave great food when I was on the cruise with my brother. They had all sorts of unusual, really good fish, uh, gnocchi, oh, yeah. which is one of my favorites. Uh, yeah. Venison. My brother had that. Um, you know, really good beers, really good, really good rosé, really good wine, all all sorts of things. Yeah, and then yeah. some, and then uh, some desserts too. But you know what? I I always thought that whole time is that the the main courses were so delicious, and then I would eat the dessert, and the dessert would be too sweet. So it's like if you mm-hmm. have a really good meal, you don't really need the dessert. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And and anyone who does not gain weight on a cruise isn't doing something right. <laughs> um, because there is just so much food and it is so good. Oh, it is so good. Um, even the food at the buffet is, mm. is excellent. And you think a buffet food is kind of being, ah, oh, the food at the buffet is so good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I agree. Yeah, um, they put forth a lot of effort on cruise ships yes. for, for food. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've, I've had some very good uh, shri- uh Fish stews, seafood stews. I've had um, chowders. I had reindeer chili one time. Um, mm. That was very good. Um, yeah, so I, I've had I've had quite a bit of very good food. Mm-hmm. Um, black and blue. Um, black and blue what? Onion soup. It was, oh, uh, onion French soup onion soup with um, delicious with uh, blue cheese on the top. Delicious. Regular Swiss. Yeah, you know what they get. You know what they gave one of the soups um, on the cruise was a celery, uh, a celery stew. Yeah, that's really oh, yeah. good. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. That is. It's the type of thing where if I had it all the time, I would get sick of it. But once a year, that nice sharp pinch mm-hmm. that is like mm-hmm. really, really delicious. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Yep. Um. Yeah, the food, like you said, the, the the desserts can be a little sweet, so I usually opt for the sugar-free dessert, um, which is just as good as one of, any of the regular ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One of my friends came over a couple nights ago, and and the friend is is diabetic, so I I had to buy um like diet like what's the word like diabetic diabetic safe diabetic. Uh, a, a diabetic dessert, um, yeah, and then yeah. I try, and then I tried it. It was like a cookie. I tried it. I said, "Wow, that tastes a lot better without all the sugars." You know, it was it tasted yeah. more natural. So I agree. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And Princess has what they call uh, well, they they've paired with um, 
um, a chocolatier by the last name of Love. And um, he does a lot of the specialty chocolate desserts for them. And some of them are just, oh, they are an overload of chocolate, but they are mm-hmm. so good. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and 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 the nice thing is you can order more than one, too. Um, if you if you want, if you look at the dessert menu and you see two of them you want, order both of them. <laughs> well, well, good. On my, my cruise line that my brother and I were on with Travelize a couple months ago, it wasn't like that. The the manager, um, she went around and she read us the menus and then we picked out, we had to like handpick our meals and we had mm-hmm. to handpick the, uh, like the different choices. And then the, the wait staff had a list and they just memorized who ordered what. So you really, I mean, you picked, mm-hmm. but you couldn't like get more. Okay. But yeah. More would have been too difficult. Yeah. So. I know. I know mm-hmm. some of, I know some of the cruise lines, they, they limit you to like one entree or one dessert. Um, others don't, um, you know, so it just depends on the cruise line as to whether you can do that or not. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah, and I think they're very concerned with safety these days on cruises. I noticed the drinks, yes. uh, the the drinks were very weak. You know, they they didn't put very much alcohol. Maybe right. Maybe even a couple of times. Maybe they didn't put any. Maybe they just pretended <laughs> to put alcohol in some of the drinks. I think. They're, I think they're very paranoid. I mean, I'm I'm responsible. Um, when I'm you know I'm 28 years old. Right. right. But uh, a lot there are many people who are going on cruises because they are not responsible so cruise mm-hmm. lines have figured out well we can't have people getting hurt on the ship so they right. give less alcohol or sometimes it seems like they didn't put much alcohol in there at all mm-hmm. right yeah. yeah yeah and that's like um if you buy a drink package a lot of times they'll limit you to the number of drinks that you can have in a day that's interesting um, yeah there was no limit yeah um, on the ship i was on you could buy as many things as you want and then you just ring up the bill at the end on on your room it just goes to your ring bell room bell at the end um but yeah yeah each each company has their own has their has their own rules about what they want and don't want right and and, you know and that's one of the benefits of using a travel agent is a travel agent knows each cruise line and and what they will and will not allow and that travel agent can also um, give you shipboard credit, which you can use on on board the ship for anything you want. Um, it comes out of our commission, but we give it to you as a gift for booking with us. Right. Um, and then, like I said, you can use that for anything you want. You can use it for drinks. You can use it for shore excursions, for a specialty diner uh, in the special dining room, whatever you want. Um, so it's, you know, it, it, it does, it, there is some benefit to booking with a travel agent. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. That's all really, all really, really, uh, really interesting. Um, you, so it seems like you do do a lot of activities with, with ACB. Um, I think uh, a lot of our listeners, um, are not terribly familiar with ACB. Can you tell us a little bit more about that if you would like? Actually, I I don't. Um, I'm not affiliated with ACB or NFB or any of them. Um, that is fine. Yeah, and like I said, Dave, um, the guy who does the cruises, that's how he he originally got started, and I don't know if he's still affiliated with them or not. Uh, but I know originally that's how he got his start uh, doing cruises mm-hmm. for the visually impaired. Um, but other than that, I really don't. I really don't do anything with them at all. Okay. Well, good. Well, uh, to be honest, me, me neither, but that is, that is fine. I would then wonder why did the Dave guy get involved with ACB if he's cited, but you know, who knows? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm not not sure. That is fine. And that is, that's a very, very interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think a lot of the organizations are going to be canceling their conferences this year anyway. So, I I, 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 so I don't I, I don't think this is going to be a particularly big year for people traveling. I think there's going to be a decrease in in things in travel this year. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, I think I think by the end of summer we'll see a pickup again in the travel. Um, you know, travel will pick up again. I'm sure by the end of summer. 
um, beginning of fall right in there. I think travel will start to pick back up and um, we'll see an increase again. Well, good. Um, yeah, yeah. It will take it a while to get back to the point where it was here recently, but we'll get back. We'll definitely get back to where we were. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Well, that's that's all. That's all really. That's all really good. Yes. <clears throat> so I've asked you yes. a lot of questions. Y- yes. Go ahead. I have to say, if anyone wants to uh, look up my Facebook, I am on Facebook. Um, if you Go search ahead, Melvin yourself, Reynolds affiliate agent, a plug. yeah, yeah. If you if you look up Melvin Reynolds affiliate travel agent, you'll find my travel agent. You'll find my business page. Um, I tell you, I tell my, you about Melvin. Since, since since you want to give yourself plugs, uh, that's that's totally fine. Thank you. I I, I support that. Yeah. I tell you what. Uh, later, um, if you can, if you want, you can. You may send me your website, your your personal okay. website, and your links. And then what I can do okay. is I can post them up under my shows page when I post this, and then everybody okay, can just go click on your click on your link. So, okay, that sounds so good. I, that sounds good. So I think I think that was a great episode today. Um, I'm really really impressed. I'm really glad that you came in. I think our listeners are going to want to have a lot more information, and um, and thank you for that. So yes. that was. That is about uh, all I have to say today, I think. Uh, is there anything else you want to tell our listeners? Not that I can think of, not not right offhand. Just uh, hang in there. Travel will pick back up. Um, you know, and if you're thinking of traveling, now is actually a good time to book. Um, there are some very good prices out there right now, um, even for next year. So, you know, now is a good time well, to book if you're thinking of traveling. Well, I agree, everybody. So you at home, don't forget to don't forget to think about doing some traveling. And just remember, guys, don't forget to click on Melvin's link. Let's see if we can help him out and travel the world. I think that would be a really, really, really good idea. All right, here's here's my outro. How I end things. You've been listening to Aaron Show, the podcast for blind people, where we talk about issues especially traveling the world in the blindness community. As I said on yesterday's show. Uh, stay safe, everybody. We're going to get through this coronavirus. Don't worry. Stay safe. Wash your hands and come back next time. Have a good day today and a great day tomorrow. Thank you so much. Worried about keeping up with your fave friends all summer or posting every perfectly pink sunset you see? Don't sweat the connect. You can have it made in the shade with four lines of unlimited data for $100 a month. Scroll the staycation pics, find your new go-to takeout spot, or catch some rays on video chat. Whatever you and the crew are into, all the data makes it all that much better. Smile, you're on Cricket. Cricket Core acquired on four lines. Data speed limited to three megabits per second. Cricket may slow data speeds when the network is busy. Additional fees, usage, and restrictions apply. Rule the day the plant-based way with the new vegan mixed berry from Smoothie King. Powered by whole, non-GMO fruits, oat milk, and vegan protein, it's a dairy-free, plant-based smoothie you can feel great about. With 13 grams of protein and half your daily fiber, it's an easy way to get the essential nutrients your body craves. Skip the line and order online for pickup or delivery. Smoothie King. Rule the day.